When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com. BBQ.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. All right, there you go. It silenced the voice right there. For one more week, they get the uh, theme song, and then in a couple weeks, when we come back from Christmas, New Year's time, we'll have our brand new uh, theme. Hopefully. Uh, great. Uh, four more days of silence, the voice. I got an email from a guy that said, oh, my God, thank God. I'm not the only one addicted to this two dots thing. Uh, it's the weirdest game. So I started playing two weeks ago. I'm on level 191. I spent an entire eight-hour shift at work playing the game. I feel you. It reminds me of when Angry Birds came out 12 years ago. Angry Birds could eat some time. Oh, yeah. That could do some phone time eating. I mean, just toilet time. My legs fall asleep. I'm like, I've been here longer than I thought. I'm on, I'm on like level 70-something. I remember spending Ooh. hours just catching Charmanders on Pokemon. <laughs> Were you doing some Pokemon? Yeah. Were you running around the city doing that? Just battling in gyms. Yeah. That wasn't one that was real easy to do around the house. <laughs> I think I did it twice. I'm impressed. I got into moving around on that a little bit. Doug and I almost crashed my car driving around Papago Golf Course because there was a Pikachu over there. And Doug and I got in my car and we're driving real slow. And the next thing you know, you hear, we're driving down into the, we're off the road. I don't know where we were going right into the ditch. Like, whoops, should probably not play this and drive. And Dougie and I almost killed ourselves in there. We were dying. How funny it would have been to die playing Pokemon. And there were people that started to do it shortly thereafter. Definitely did more time on the, the Angry Birds. And the then I, I did evil. more time back in the day on Temple Run. Oh, Temple Run will get you. That one never got me as much because that was like that, that more for like kids. Like yeah. kids got that. But you'd play it for a little bit. You're like, I've been doing this a little too long. This two dots thing is just ridiculous. It's just brain juice. Uh, congratulations going out to Brady. Uh, you broke the record for longest dead air time without a problem in history. <laughs> I listened through the whole thing because it made me think someone's getting reamed for this. I imagine two guys running around with giant switchboards trying to plug things back in. You got it going before the morning show started, which makes it great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we don't know exactly how it happened. We're pretty sure Brady hit something when he came in. He was Prime first, first one in. You come in here and you, you monkey with some stuff, move things around. Probably bumped something. It happens. But then didn't realize that you'd shut the entire station off and wandered off. Valerie, Valderon. Went right to, your, right to your office and sat down and 
stared at the computer in complete silence, not realizing that's deadly to a radio station. If you've ever been on this side, and Brett knows it, this thing I'm sitting behind right now makes it nearly impossible to enjoy silence in your life. That's true. This, this particular element of the job makes silence awful. It, it, like it is because you were trained to think that silence is the enemy. It is. Oops, it's horrible. And uh, telephone calls, thank God I'm talking on the phone that much because people who don't know how to do it on the other side, they're willing to sit quietly for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. Well, you remember back in the day when you'd have to, you'd have to have those bathroom break songs. Oh, you know, like uh, I need six minutes, you know, or whatever. Now, I don't poop at work, but I understand that that's yeah, the yeah. thing. Sometimes I just even need taking to get a pee, out of it. you got yeah. yeah. I was put in a real long. Now I've got it down to a science. I look, I'm like, I got five and a half minutes. I'm good. Commercial breaks are for peeing. But yeah, the uh, it is this thing has made it so if I hear silence, I hear it louder than I hear noise. And it's also good training when you have uh, 30 seconds left to make something happen. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's good clock management. Uh, and then, of course, this weekend, Mike Nesmith of the Monkees passed away. I believe it was like Friday afternoon. Yeah, crazy. We lost one of the, the last remaining monkey is uh, Mickey Dolans, the drummer. Crazy. Probably the most talented one, by the way, also. And Rice. And Rice died, the vampire lady. They're getting them in. Usually right around now, we start getting all the celebrity deaths kind of kicking in and getting to that in memoriam before it's too late, you know? I thought it would be pretty, uh, the in memoriam. I thought it would be pretty funny. I hosted a, uh, a charity dog thing a couple weeks ago for Lost Our Home Pet Rescue. Brady was there. And it feels like, uh, you know, there's a host, a podium. You bring people up. You give away, like, awards. There's a little thing in the middle. And I thought, how great would it be? It's just totally inappropriate. But if I, I was going to do the joke, but I don't know if anybody would have gotten it there. It's like, now, folks, I'd like to uh, take the time as, uh, we lost a lot of dogs this year. And just doing in memoriam of all the dogs that were put down. Oh, and it would just be uh, like 10 hours of dogs nonstop. Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> him. Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's a little bit dark. Dead. I have dark humor. Dark <laughs> humor is in my. But that's how I adopt the dogs. I tell people all the time, I'm like, hey, they brought these dogs out. And this one gets the needle at midnight. It's had some trouble finding a home and they're having more room for it. It works every time. Oh, I've seen you do it at, at Four Peaks. Yeah. The Humane Society hates when I do that. They're like, stop telling them we put them down. I'm like, hey, this one, you gets, do. This one I mean, gets the juice tonight. Lost it, their home doesn't. But, you know, some places have to, and that's our fault. But and if it, you did it, you know, you'd snub, you know, snub one oh, or other. Snub Mike Nesmith. His, from a, his dog would get snubbed, and, yeah, there'd be somebody who calls up. Why wasn't he included? He won a, you know, jumping in the water tournament when he was four. But, uh, yeah, Mike Nesmith's gone, and uh, Ann Rice is gone. And then the tornadoes that tore through all the middle of the country. And I'm, I don't remember tornadoes happening in December. I don't know if that's a Greta Thunberg thing or if that's new. I don't remember ever being in tornado watches in the Midwest when I was a kid. It was always August, September, maybe not a like little that. of October. No, but, not like but real every one, you know, once in a while. It was a strange, warm day in November. You'd be like, "Ooh, this is odd." Is yeah, got a storm coming through, and it's seventy, and it's November. Maybe, but close to Christmas, I don't remember any tornado possibilities. They used to have the yeah. the yeah. snowy day, bad weather. Sometimes they get, but they called that a blizzard. It was a terrible blizzard, and I guess there were tornadoes in the mix. Like it was the same behavior. Not like what was going on here, which was just a good old-fashioned summer tornado that knocks out eight states. One big boy that went through just like, blew what, 200 up. miles Kentucky like that. Yeah. Just exploded it. And they showed this uh, strip mall. Actually, it was a mall mall, like Fiesta Mall size. Yeah. Flat. 
Like the thing was probably like a half mile wide when it hit that area. I'm like a half mile. Think of that, just barreling, and it, it always goes back to what I, you know, I've always said that. I just don't know what is your breaking point as a human being to not go home and say F- this. We're not living here. This is crazy. Yeah, I don't get that. That's so like when weather can flatten a town, not just a goof like a tree falls over. Or like we had some, like my neighborhood had one of those. Uh, what do they call microburst? Microburst. Yeah. And it took a tree out of my backyard, and it knocked down the the light at uh, the freeway in Bethany home. And I didn't even know the tree. It had just tipped over. It was a big tree, but it kind of unrooted itself. I don't know how. The wind got it. One of my palm trees got hit by lightning. It was just weird. Yeah. But nothing was terrifying. And, the whole, and now imagine you go outside and, like, all the houses are on the ground. Your whole neighborhood. Just go outside. Not, there's not, nothing standing. Yeah. Like, just, they, they just raised the whole thing. I'm like, that to me... Is an area. I don't care the job I've got. I'm not living there. That just sounds terrible. My analogy has always been if a real estate agent told me, it's beautiful here in Phoenix, if Camelback Mountain stays down. I'm like, what do you mean? Sometimes Camelback Mountain gets up, usually once a year, and just starts spinning around. Then it lays back down where it is. Like that mountain stands up and flattens an area? Yeah, occasionally. I'm not living here. This is insanity. I think the places, you know, in, in Kentucky where that came through, pretty much you are living. Tornado Alley. It's called. Yeah, I don't understand why people... <laughs> I mean, you're living in Tornado Alley. They're wearing this uh, giant swath of the United Never States. Never had a Just, problem for 80 years. Yeah, no, you've always but had a problem. Every year you have a problem. <laughs> Nobody ever says that about... It's not volcanoes. Volcano Alley is like, there it is. And it's un- that could happen at any time. Tornado Alley is like every single year we're susceptible to this because our weather is perfect for that. Indiana, we every year, I remember every year as a little kid being in that basement when it would rain. I remember standing outside once my mom freaking out because the sky started to spin. And I'm standing outside looking up at it like, that's neat. The whole And if you've ever been in one, you know. And it just starts, the earth starts moving at a different pace. The, yeah. the clouds start moving around. You ever in one? No. They no start thank mo- God. The real ones, the whole sky turns uh, egg It's like an green. orange. Yeah. It's, well, I, we, always, it was, we always knew that it was a dark greenish yellow. Yeah. And it would start to spin. It and, gets really still. And uh, right dead before. calm. Just dead and then calm. Quiet. And then my mom goes, get in the house. Get in here. And we ran in the house. And, and it sounds thing, like a train. This freight train comes running down our street and our neighbor's roof flew off. Jesus. Just, and it wasn't even close to us. Yeah. But the roof just ripped off the house about five houses down across the road on Navajo Drive in Lowell, Indiana. And I was too young to know that that didn't happen everywhere. And then when we moved here, I'm like, tornadoes, nothing. Not, why would we ever live where we've lived? This is stupid. And then you want to call CPS and go, hey, had me standing outside playing baseball, possible tornadoes all the time. It's tragic. Do I have that root cellar? The Get in the root cellar. Hurricanes. And tornadoes, and you live in that stuff. And then here, and the people who always go, I need seasons. You guys go f*** yourselves. Seasons means tornadoes and s- blizzards. and hey, Seasons, you go up to Flagstaff. You drive you're Two to hours, seasons. you're there. Seasons are vacation. I want Disneyland, but I don't want it every day. No. Ugh. So I don't get it. I don't understand that. I could live in cold so long as there's no, like, potentially deadly that kind of thing. Like, yeah. You know, freeze still, over. Like Chicago cold? But Chicago's in the tornado world. 
And Chicago's too cold. And they just way up north. There's more mechanical failure in cold weather. I just don't like the way Chicago sits on that lake. It's just oh, it's miserable. Yeah, miserable. That's that's deadly cold. That's deadly cold. I could handle like in the woods. Gets down into the low, you know, single digit temperatures and like human survivability. Stuff that says you can't go outside is not. I'm not doing. Spending two months in the summer chopping wood. Yeah. Yeah, for the so winter. you know the winter's right. I don't know if they – you can get people for that and you just buy wood. But if you <laughs> if you want to hire a guy or do it yourself, that sounds weird. I don't think you're going to actually do that. Why not live here? It's the reason this place is, is exploding. And I always see that in TV when I see like tornadoes. and I'm like, we're going to get a – earthquakes in California. We always get like an influx of people moving out. We're going to have the same thing with Midwesterners going, where doesn't this occur? But that's the same with people living in Louisiana and Florida with hurricanes, hurricanes. rolling through. It's like, Don't what get the hell it. are you thinking? Why are you – the beach is not that pretty. No. Ah, we'll be fine. Until you're not. Why don't you go someplace that doesn't happen again? No one would do it. Real estate agent told you, oh, the Papago Mountain likes to walk around every once in a while and smashes some stuff. But it's, it's every August. There's a season for it. There's a season for when the mountain crushes neighborhoods. Yeah, sometimes it gets up. Sometimes it's minor. Sometimes it doesn't happen at all. And sometimes it uh, takes out uh, 1,100 square feet, uh, you know, each step, just knocking houses over. If it's a buck 80 in the summer, then maybe, you know, I'll just head north a right. little bit. If we had temperatures like in the summertime, it's unsurvivable. It's yeah. 140 degrees. You go outside, skin burns right off. I'm not living here. Yeah. But the winters are amazing. So what? There's a month I can't walk around without potentially. Well, that doesn't happen every year. But it is. If they called this the sun death belt, we wouldn't live in it. The Valley of the Murderous Sun. But we live in paradise. And everybody that says this sucks, watch the news and the tragedies that are going on in the, uh, you know, pre. And they brought it up in football all day yesterday. I said, it's such a shame this happened right before Christmas. I'm like, it's a shame whenever that happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's always bad when your house is turned, when the big bad wolf comes and blows it down. It's n- There's never a good time of year. Nobody there is saying, well, at least it happened in April. There's not a whole lot of holiday stuff. Nobody's happy when their house just turns into toothpicks. I mean, people were concerned. How much damage to the Amazon facility? The Amazon facility. And then they started on Jeff Bezos. They started getting mad at him for being happy that his spaceship didn't kill Michael Strahan. Like, why aren't you saying anything about what happened in Kentucky to your Amazon thing? He puts out a statement. I put out a statement. Yeah, a day later, we had to assess what the hell went on. What did you want me to do? I can't stop tornadoes. You're there dancing around like a silly little bear. Am I going to get my package or not? You're dancing around like uh, you know Michael Strahan and you had the time of your life up in space. We did. So I'm not allowed to have fun? Not when your Amazon factory gets hit by a tornado. I put out a thing. We'll take care of the people. People are on Michael Strahan for being friends with Bezos. And like, God, get off his back. The dude's invented the greatest thing of all time. Oh, yeah, walking out the house this morning. There was an Amazon package on my doorstep from yesterday. Probably happened at like 9 at night last night. That's phenomenal. It's amazing. It's Sunday at night. I don't know how they do it. I think Brady's got a point, though. I think more people are gonna, are more pissed off about their packages being late oh, this yeah. year yeah. than, than the actual people that. dying. Absolutely. Yeah. Did it disrupt the flow right. of yeah. goods and services? I ordered a food processor. Yeah. It ain't here yet. Yeah. Yeah. I got Christmas around the corner. They're going to screw it up. <laughs> They'll figure it out. But yeah, so if you got family over there, Sorry about that. It's miserable. But let them know, you know, we're here. Tucson's better than that. I know that's crazy for me to say. I actually would let, rather live in a tornado-riddled area than Tucson. T- T- Tucson looks like a tornado hit it. Nobody ever cleaned it up. Just left it. 
dump. Ones are a little more consistent on the tornado part than others, but most of the time it's like a roulette. What, the tornadoes? Yeah, where it's well, dropping sure, down. sure, but you don't want that roulette. Yeah. I'm not playing that roulette. At any given any given year, your house get blown up. My, my, we lived in an area in Indiana, cornfields. We, you ran into somebody whose house got blown up every couple of years. Like, yeah, the, the Johnsons lost their house. The other this. I don't, I don't get it. It's terrible. We would never, ever, ever consider living in a place where there's that much destruction. I just don't understand the mental. I think it's some people want attention. Like they're risk takers without actually being risky. You know? Well, I don't. Yeah. There's plenty of those people that have just been out there for generations. Right. And never got run over. But they still have to, you know, everybody's pulled over on the freeway and hidden one of those uh, overpass yeah. tunnel holders. They, if you're driving through, they got these big things in the overpasses. You get a climbing. Or what My, are uh, Grandpa drug me into one of those once. It's like a train went by us. I'm like, what was that? He goes, a tornado. And then we got back in the car. <laughs> there was nothing to nothing, it. Huh? He pulled over and we climbed inside the overpass. I didn't even know that was a thing. We were just underground. And I'm like, what happens if this all collapses? We're trapped in here. I was like six and I knew it. I'm like, this is bad. Then you hear, that's it. We should be good now. It's like a land, <laughs> land plane or it just yeah. does the surface. Yeah, it did. it did. And we went out and there was a bunch of stuff laying all over and a couple street signs were down. All the lights are flashing red. Yeah, we had street lights. Barely. But yeah, I was, uh, I've always blown away. But I always feel bad for those people. And then you got to think, you live in that mess. It sounds terrifying. Anyway, what are you going to do? And then Christmas, we're just a week and a half out. Or I guess two weeks now. Right? A little less than two weeks. Unreal. Where the hell did this year go? No idea. No idea. And they were talking about uh, you know Christmas movies not being a thing anymore. It used to be a big deal. People go on Christmas Day to the movies. And now it's not a thing. And West Side Story was supposed to be some big success, and it flopped miserably. Oh, did it? Oh, terrible. Like $10 million in Ooh. theaters. Terrible. And so now Christmas traditions are starting to die. I talked to my friend Rich yesterday, and he said he tried to show his kids the Rankin and Bass Rudolph special. It's just nothing. Oh, like, nothing this is around. garbage. And I'm like, what, is, what do you mean? It's just watch through it. They're incapable of enjoying the Rudolph special. It was crap when I was a kid. And I still liked it. It's a classic, yeah. though. It's what I mean. It's like they watch, they're too dumb to understand Wizard of Oz isn't made by Disney. So the special effects aren't good enough. So they don't care about like the story or the characters. Was that the, they're too dumb. the first time they'd seen it or they'd seen it when they were kids? I think he was trying to get, they're younger. You're, it's just like what yeah. you're saying. If you started a kid, even when we were there, it was dated. Sure. But it just turns into that, oh, you want to see it every year because you know it's. it's the same age as you, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's like 64. Yeah. So, I mean, like you, as a kid, it was 10 or 12 years old by then. It wasn't a good cartoon. It wasn't, stop animation wasn't very good. But it was the idea that Rudolph was on TV. That was awesome. So we tried to get him in. It's like, we're going to try this again. And they're like, nah. It's so fake. It's just, your kids, that makes a dumb kid. You have no imagination if you can't make that real. I had a friend who told his dad that Star Wars looked too fake. And I thought he was going to cry. <laughs> He's like, That's, you can't say that. Like, it does. It looks too fake. Yeah, he goes, the first like, It's not a, a model. What looks fake to me yeah. is all the stuff that's new. Yeah. That's the same thing for them. All that CGI like crap the, looks fake. The new, the new trilogy, mm-hmm. the reboots of the Star Wars, my kids were 
in awe of that one. I'm like, it's the same It's the same one. thing. But you're too dumb. You didn't follow one of the words. You could watch this movie in Spanish and like it or not like it. Uh, and I also have to say I have a beef with Jay Crowder of the Phoenix Sun. As far as I'm concerned, Jay Crowder owes me $400. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Because of FanDuel. Friday, Jay Crowder was a guaranteed double-double. It was 1500 bucks for a $100 bet on Jay Crowder. I'm like, this is easy. Pop it in there, playing the Celtics. And no size. Tatum's on the other end, shooting threes all night long. He's getting the rebounds. They beat the Celtics badly enough that at 16 points and nine rebounds, Jay Crowder sat out. Oh. <laughs> He had, yeah, right off the bat. He was he was 10 points in the first quarter. Yeah. He had seven rebounds at halftime. I'm like, this is a lock. Gets two more in the third. He played sparingly, and then it's like, you know what? We're blowing these guys out. There's no reason for Jay to be on the court. 16 and 9. That's people. That's Jay. <laughs> yeah, I got to talk to you people. Go have them sit. Yeah, you, know, you should have talked to me beforehand. Do you have a pinstripe you know, suit at all? I actually do. Okay, of course. I do. Of course you do. I seriously do. It's like a bar mitzvah for Italians. You get one. They hand you one at 13. Oh, man, no. What go. a question you had. I know. But I just want to make sure it still fit. Is it tailored? Of course it is. Yes. I need you to go down and talk to Jay. I understand. We have a little trouble sitting in four quarters, huh? Were you injured? No, man. We was just resting. Resting, huh? I think you got from July until November, you rested pretty good. You should be, should be sparked up for an hour of work a night. Because, you know, you're only playing a 48-minute game here with a break in between. You get 24 minutes, and you guys get 10 minutes off for orange wedges. You go behind the bench, you flick him in the air. Yeah. Hey. hey, Crowder, go grab a board real quick. <laughs> All I need you Turn to Colin Quinn. Go grab a board real quick. What are we waiting for here? Just need one. How come you're sitting down? 16 to 9. Don't you, you have any pride? What have any pride? Where's your pride? People run up there and grab one more, get a double-double. People be talking about you. Instead, 69 is forgotten. Now go do it. Get one from here. Talk to Monty. Get in there. Why is Jalen Smith in the game? This wouldn't have happened if Colangelo was still in charge over there. Absolutely true. And also, (laughs) by the by, Jalen Smith had a double-double. Sticks got a double-double. That would have been worth like (laughs) $2,500. All you need to do, Crowder, is get in there and grab one more. Where's your pride? It's a double-double. Not about statistics. If you aren't, every time your contract comes up, you are. I average 20 points a game. Okay, yeah, and all of a sudden they matter, don't they? Think about the poor gambler. Not the guy that's going broke doing it, but the dude like me who needs, like, you know, some Christmas money to throw away for no reason at all. So I go do something stupid with it. Not the guy who's using it, you know, to pay rent. Those people are in trouble. But I don't get it. 16 and 9. A couple weeks earlier, I bet him again for a double-double. He had 9 and 8. I'll give you that one. I took a chance. But 16 and 9 with a quarter to play? Just tell Monty, let me, I'll go in and let me grab one rebound, and then we'll call a timeout, and you can pull me. But I need that double-double. For gamblers, you know people gamble and you're getting a double double. He had to. He had to. I didn't realize that. Christmas until, is on the line. Yeah, FanDuel came into not for me. I'm I fine, know. but Christmas <laughs> is on the line for some guy. 
and they know it. Until FanDuel came into my life, I didn't realize how much shaving points mattered. I always thought it was about the score. Yeah. You can kill, like, you could, like, oh, those yeah. guys, I didn't realize, I'm watching, I'm like, this is why no pro sports want gambling to be, like, everywhere. Is because if I'm a, if I'm a player, and I'm a 16-9. Oh, Monty. You're, oh, I gotta and I'm bet that You're I got a headache. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, headache. Smith was just keeping the ball. He was keeping the point spread. That's what I always thought it was about. Amazing. I'm not talking about point spreads. I'm talking about all the others, the rebounds, assists. Like you can manipulate everything. I'd be making a fortune telling you guys, hey, tonight, if I get close to that uh, double double, you know, like bet against me. Oh, those kind of sit. yeah, sit it out. I don't know if you can find it on there somewhere, but bet that I don't score 10 points. And I ain't going to score 10 points. And I haven't. And the scarier one is about the uh, refs calling fouls. Well, they're the ones you got to watch. They're the ones that are in it. Because no, nobody, like, nobody in the, like, none of the good players are in need of 250 grand. Because that's usually a game. They'll give you 250,000. They do it to college kids. But the, uh, the refs are the ones that you can get to. That's what the Italian people are going after. That's who they're talking to. A perfect example is that Bears Steelers game that uh, a couple oh. of weeks back. Yeah, they're, the with fix was Cash in. Was the fix, fix was in. in. The, <laughs> was, something had to make that game interesting. Yeah, I know the fix was in on that one. Please, <laughs> that was ridiculous. They have a stupid rule in football. That's what was in on that. What, the I agree. Part? The taunting. Thing. Yeah, and it's bit but everyone. There were flags in ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it bears, the bangles, bears are sloppy. Yeah. So oh, well, that's a given. You but. start reaching in your pocket a lot more often, assuming they've done wrong. They were up. They were winning last night. Like, yeah, they're playing the Packers pretty good. I turned it off. I came back. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what happened? Yeah, th- th- thanks, uh, Matt Nagy. You yeah. screwed my fan duel bet again. <laughs> well, prick at least it wasn't against him this guys, time. Great half. <laughs> Let's just call it night. Yeah, I have uh, Yeah, and then my friend Max got too drunk to be at the game on Friday. I took him to the game, and I got too drunk. He started touching people. I'm like, we got to go. Oh. And so at the end of the night, I'm walking him back. It's the third quarter. I'm like, Max, we're leaving. He's plastered. I'm like, you're just miserable. So we're walking out of there, and there's this girl standing there with these four guys in the plaza. This has never happened to me before. And I kind of got mad, and then all at the same time, I was like, maybe I shouldn't be mad. It's kind of when that guy called me a Jew, and I didn't know what to be mad at. I'm like, well, hey, well, hold on a second here. I'm like, wait a minute. What am mad? I mad at? Like, I'm mad that he called me to, because I don't, like, that's an insult to be called a Jew? Or and the, what is happening? Because he was in a turban. And he was, well, he was mad at someone else. At the golf tournament, and he, I was made fun of, and I'm like, "It's the heckle hole. You wore the hat. It's not a hat." I'm like, "All right, you wore the turban, and he's a Sikh. This man is a Sikh. He's a good individual. He's a peaceful." I'm like, "I'm not saying he's not, but when you wear that at a thing like this with the heckle hole, you're going to get teased for being fat. That guy's shirt's going to get teased over there, and this dude in the turban's going to be called a terrorist. It's just we're just picking the common thing. It's the well, it's not fair." And it's, it's it's bigoted, and I'm like, all right, I'm sorry for that. I I, I didn't know he was going to be here. I didn't know the guys were going to do that. I, I'm sorry. Hopefully he understands. And then he goes over and he goes, this is the Jew that runs the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> so I was mad for like four reasons, and one of them was that he called me a Jew. So anyway, it started to happen. Saturday, we're walking out, and Max is next to me. And he looks like Justin Timberlake. We call him Justin Timberfake. And he runs over to this group of people and starts barking at him because he was gonzo. <laughs> and the dudes look at him. The girl leaves, and he wouldn't stop. 
And the next thing I know, like they're they're like on him, and I'm walking away. Like I'm just gonna let Max die tonight. I don't feel like you don't confront the problem. You yeah. leave the problem. So I wander over. I'm like, hey, is Timber, Timber fake bugging you guys? And he had kind of pissed him off to the point where they thought I, I was I was trying to like, hey, it's cool, we're good. So he's drunk, don't worry. I'm like, is Timber fake bothering you? And like, what do you? What do you? Hey, we have any trouble, Vin Diesel? What's your problem? I'm like, hey, and I'm like, and I start getting mad. I'm like, hey, 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 hold on a second. Wait, is that a compliment? I'm kind of an AZ Vin Diesel, or like, he's not that good looking. It's a, he called me ugly in his own way, unless that guy may 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 think that I'm attractive. I'm not sure exactly how to take that, sir. Ooh. We don't want any trouble, Vin Diesel. Back Vin off, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Hey, 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 hey. What are you talking about? Is that an insult? What is that? Thank you. I think it after yourself. 16 and 9. Yeah, so it was just a – didn't get to stay. I had to watch the last quarter up at the H&H Ranch because Max, Maxwell was obliterated. <laughs> Touching the girl's hair in front of us. It's so beautiful. Wow. It wasn't good. And to the people in front of us, I'm sorry. The guy that sat in front of us turns around and goes, first time all year. Guy goes, hey, are you Holmberg from the radio? I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God, we met the movie. He goes on and on. And Max starts touching his girlfriend's hair. I'm like, okay, you got to stop. Hey, man. What are you doing? Beautiful hair. I'm like, Max, stop touching her. What product do you use? He was on it. We got to get you out of here. Yeah. But I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I think they were making fun of me at the same time. Not sure. What are you saying? I'm a bad actor? <laughs> or I look like I'll a... I'll show you. I look like a Mimsy from South Park. I mean, what are you saying? I didn't get it. But yeah, so I almost... It wasn't a fight. I was not going to fight anybody. In fact, if they just started beating up Max, I'd probably help them. <laughs> Got too drunk. I wasn't I wasn't aware of the 16 and 9 problem yet. I knew I was, I'm like, he'll get it. I'll get up to the... I'll get at the H&H Ranch. I'll turn the TV on and be like, Crowder's double-double. I'm in the money. Nope, 16 and 9 and Monty sat him. Where's your goddamn pride, Jay? But yeah, it made me realize how easy we can shave him. You were at the uh, big party, the FanDuel sports party. Yeah. It was a big deal. You, you know what? Actually, it was. They they uh, had a ton of different sports challenges going on. Anquan Bolden and Edron James look like they could suit up today. Yeah, they're in great shape. didn't realize how big Edron was. He's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, He's thick. Thick. Big legs. Really I remember thick. seeing Edger and James in person the first time. All I saw was his thighs and jeans. Yeah. It was huge. Very soft-spoken, though, guy. But, yeah, no, it was a great event. Um, for the We were there in the afternoon. They had axe throwing. Both Anquan and Edron faced each other in axe throwing, and they killed it. They were knocking out bullseyes left and right. It was crazy. I'm all over that. And you could bet on that. While you're there at, at FanFest. Nice. Anquan Bolden's going to beat him. You could bet on the you axe throwing. bet on him. Yep. You have – what's the number? Text 55432 uh, five, or something. Five, three, three, four, five, that's it, 55432. Five, yeah. yeah. you got a gambling yeah, problem. You if might want to put that one in your hot, hot keys. Yeah, next step to 53342. <laughs> that's right, next step. <laughs> five, five, what is it? 53342. I don't know it because I'm never going to use it. <laughs> I'll just Max it. will use it for you. But my God. Yeah, Max will do it. <laughs> axe throwing, live axe throwing. Yep. You can so, bet on that. We got to call out ah. our, our buddies, uh, Dan and Vince, because they were there, and the thing that they'd been kind of hyping in their advertising, we we didn't talk about because they're a different show, but there, Dan and Vince were kicking field goals, and you could bet on right. that. The right? Bickley Murata thing. So they get up there and they announce it. The whole crowd shuffles over to this this uh, field goal area that they've got set up, 
Dan and Vince get on, and Dan goes, now we're not kicking today. Oh! And everybody's like, what? And Dan's like, well, I had a hip replace, and Vince is like, I had this problem, so we're going to pick proxies. So they picked proxies out of the crowd and had, had – Bickley got his hip replaced? Boom. Apparently. I got mine replaced. I'll, I'll kick. We'll have a hip replacement kickoff. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm in. Like, you, need to, you need to do that with him. I'm thinking about – I'll get the other one done too. I'll All kick I lefty. Tear it off. And yeah, Bickley rip was, it down. Bickley was right next to me when I, when I parked, and so I kind of leaned over to him. I don't think he was paying attention to me. I'm like, I hope your leg holds up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Oh, that sounds fun. You can bet on people doing stuff, like betting yeah. on whether the waiter gets it. Bickley's probably That's what one. I want way. FanDuel to turn into that. Like, yeah. I, want to, I want it to be... Uh, Create one. The fencing, the geofencing, yeah. to be where I am. And it's like, where are you? Okay, you're over at City Hall dinner. Will Max Power win this fight? Well, no. Will Will the waiter get it before this time? Oh. And he doesn't know. But the fan, the bet comes up and says, all right, you've placed your order. Click. Will it be here in the next time? Level? It arrives. And you bet everybody. At your, you bet it on your table. Yeah. Oh, on your table. Yeah, like your whole table yeah, can yeah, play. Yeah. It's just it's just geofence to your area. You know, something like that. And then the waiters are like they can shave Who points first. Everybody's fighting at the end of the night because a lot you paid for dinner. And it would be just who's going to pay the bill. You lose enough bets during dinner. Who pays the bill? And they'll go with Larry. Six hundred. There was the best moment ever. I had a nice dinner with uh, Mark Randall. Uh, Larry and Mark and I have fought many a battle with sales and general managers and actually not with Trip hardly at all, but with, sat in rooms with Chuck and yelled back and forth and with clients and weird things. So Larry's like, let's just the three of us, we'll take Mark out for a nice dinner because it would get crazy expensive anyway. So, all right, so I go with Larry and Mark to City Hall for dinner and uh, everything was wonderful. And at the end of the night, and Larry will love this part of it, is that at the end of the night, uh, Larry said the food was very good and I said it was very good. And then Larry's uh, heritage started to come, like, seeping out. Oh, Uh-oh. No. And, uh, I mean, he said, uh, you like it better than the other places? I'm like, I have my favorites. I think I, I think uh, City Hall falls into the middle of the pack for me for steakhouses, but it's very good. Typical steakhouse. It's just there's nothing special. It's a little ambiently annoying, and it's kind of filled with Jimmy Buffett fans. I look at it like, the oh, last thing I want to do is hang out. A lot out. of Tommy Bahama there? Yeah. <laughs> the parrot heads are in. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is hang out with a group of 55-year-old white guys. And I'm in that I'm in that world. You're in it. Randall's and right I, there. But I don't want to be in it. I don't want to be in a room. I can you don't out. feel like you're in it either. No, no, no. I'm not in it. I'm not the guy that wants to go, hey, let's go out and have five or six of us have cigars. And they do 55-year-old white guy things. I'm not doing the cigars. I'm doing cigars and hanging out, sipping brandy, being weird because it's an age thing. It's great, man. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not smoking cigars. Sipping a lot of not, all right, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. But it's a room of it. Like, I can handle one or two guys that are just like, all right. it's a room of it. It's a room of people that keep bathroom attendants alive. <laughs> these guys love chatting with a bathroom attendant and yeah, handing them do. money. And I'm like, stop paying these dudes. So at the end of the night, we're standing outside, and Larry says, it's really good. Isn't it? I'm like, yeah. I said, the, uh, the ambiance for City Hall bothers me. But that's a personal thing. I like other places better. But I, the food was good. And he goes, and then it just gets quiet. Was it uh, $1,000 good? Oh. And I'm like, Larry. <laughs> and then I just looked over, and these little tiny curly hair started to grow down past his ears. <laughs> this big hat. And he's wearing this big wool robe. Oh, and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> when did you put that wool robe on? Was it $1,000 good? Ah, debatable. I don't see it that way. It was it was expensive. I'm like it's a steakhouse. They get up there. We were drinking. I know, but and his drinks were probably the most. He got the girl drinks. Larry drinks Midori sours. Yeah. I bet you those are. They have to go twenty two a throw. 
blow the dust off of a Midori <laughs> bottle. <laughs> oh, geez, Jesus. Got one. That's no, some guy really, out somebody there wants this. Ordering a drink for a girl that's not there. I don't understand, but it's Midori Sour he wants. He had like three or four of them. Here's a Midori, sir. That's the that's part, that's an ingredient in a Midori sour. Is the <laughs> dust that's still floating in the air that gets into the glass? Was it a thousand dollars? Was it a thousand dollars? Is anything a thousand dollars good when it's food? No. no, you can't measure it. There isn't a day in your life where a thousand dollars worth of food for is worth it ever, unless it's weeks long. One meal? No. But it is what it is. It's a pricey night. Nobu is a house payment for God's sakes. Is it worth it? No. When you break it down to price versus what you get in return, but is it an experience you would, yeah. Sure. Yeah, there's something about the steakhouse that, like, dudes turn into weirdos. It's just an, it's an odd businessman's, ugh. it's just, ugh. it's just people you'd never want to hang You're out with. All town, your bosses. People that are visiting. Uh, and they're Where you heading? weird wives that are. Their necks are 70 and their faces are 38 and their hands are like 64. Like they're, they, they look like you, like Frankenstein, like somebody pieced them together. Your face looks fine, but then your neck is, looks like you've been burned. What happened? Why didn't you fix that? If I have to fix that, I'd fix my decolletage. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's just never ending. Did you get in a turkey fight? You should have just aged naturally. <laughs> and I know which one lost because I'm looking at the damage under your face. You did a good job of not getting your face messed up, but you got pecked a lot from here down. It is. It's just everybody's boss in a room with other bosses. Ugh. It just it feels slimy. If every car dealership's like leaders we're, were in, in a building, season. oh, it's brutal. The Phoenix Open. Phoenix Open, yeah. Barrett oh, Jackson. Yeah. See, the thing about the Phoenix Open I love. What's the other one? Russo Steel. Oh, yeah, you got that. The, the, the thing, high season. But again, the, at least those mix in with the pretenders. What do you mean? I, like, Phoenix Open has a bunch of guys who pretend to, like, you oh, can tell. Like, you women. can see the yeah, class yeah, yeah. differences. Yeah. At City Hall, it's not like that. You know where it's really bad? It's a place called Maple and Ash. That's a steakhouse. The food's really good, but it is a $30,000 millionaire paradise. These guys are pretending. And all the girls are Instagram all influencers. Oh, they're all influencers. All of them. There isn't one in there that. I got to get over there. All of them are. None of them are any good at it. Well, that's, he'll fit right in there. They're, they're, yeah, that's yeah. right. Brady, 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 you should. They'll, that kind of place. That might be like when they held up Simba at the end of Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> like you might be the new leader of the pack. But it is weird in there. And they they say the F word on the menu. So maple it's real and ass? Cool. Maple is that what it is? No, it's too. Yeah, maple and. Ugh, ugh. And the girls are just like, like you wouldn't want them in your house because you'd have to, like if they bumped into your wall, the bronzer would mean you have to repaint the entire hall. Smudge. Yeah, if they ever bump into anything. Common word. Oh, there's bronzer and makeup and looks like a clown exploded in your pillow. If you ever bed one. <laughs> if you go face down with one of those girls from Maple and Ash, you're going to need new pillowcases because. Your pillow looks like Wilson the volleyball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What happened? I just missed some of them. Who are you? You're not the same girl I brought home. Ah! Put this pillow on your face. Yeah, it's just weird. Maple and Ash, they cuss on the menu. So you know they're totally cool. Happy f- birthday, man. The waiter comes over. I'm like, this is classless. Knock it off. 
my God. You cussing doesn't make you cool. Man, he's so awesome. He cuts at you. I'm like, that's Ed DeBevix. That's not. I'm not spending a thousand. What are you looking at, Chief? Have the waiter call me Chief and tell me to go f myself every once in a while. (laughs) Man, how many times would I get bossed at that place? Oh, you'd get oh, bossed yeah. a lot. No, you know what you get? You lost, boss? You lost? You lost, <laughs> yeah, boss? Yeah. What? I'm here for the meal. I think you lost, boss. You're looking for culinary dropout. It's right next door. No, I'm here for the maple and ash. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> hey, man, read the menu. F*** you, old man. Yeah, I just looked around. I'm like, this is a group of people I would not hang out with. And those people grow up to be the people I saw at City Hall. People that always tell you they're on the board of something. Those are people I don't want to hang out with. Well, I'm on the board of that. Oh, what does that mean? Nothing. Well, I was on the board of your HOA. Big deal. <laughs> nobody likes you. That's you're where on nobody, the HOA. Everybody hates you. You don't realize you're not as. You're, you're, ugh. But there I was sitting with Mark and Larry, guzzling and drinking. But it's even better because Mark's official going away party tomorrow isn't even for him. It's uh, Sebastian Bach. Bach. As I like to call him. Yeah. Coming in studio. Yeah, by the way, we gotta figure I gotta figure out how we're gonna get him here because all they have is their tour bus. I'm You're like, picking him up. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Go get him. Oh yeah. We'll have somebody go get him. Yeah, no. I know. Where's he well, we can't say where he's staying on the air, but he's nearby. Uh, well, I on the tour bus, I believe in oh, he's the sleeping lot. in the bus in the I parking lot so. at the market. Don't say that. People are just gonna throw things at him. <laughs> Skid Row has, or Sebastian's got a tour bus. Yeah. And he stays in it. Yeah. You going to go pick him up out of the bus? <laughs> going to roll out of the bus. Oh, you just drive the bus. bus. At 8 a.m. Well, I was looking at our parking lot. I'm like, you can fit in in here. Our parking lot yeah, is big enough for a bus, Rich. Oh, yeah. We don't live in a Lego well, house. Ralphie May, I think he came in, didn't he? I don't time? remember. But what are we worried about a bus for? We can get a bus in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they don't want to wake up the, the yeah. drummer and the bass player and everybody Man, oh, else. Oh, they all yeah, sleep together. Yeah, I thought yeah. Sebastian would at least oh, have his own, triple stack. his own RV or something. I think back in 92 he well, probably did. Well, who needs did, to wake but... him up? You drive and they let them sleep and just wake Sebastian when he gets here and let them sleep in the parking lot here. Anyway, tomorrow night, that's our going away party for Mark Randall. So. That's some horror over there. There you go. Oh, in the test. That should be his yeah. thing, yeah. Absolutely. I'll pick him up. Of course, I'll... Easy. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea or not. He'll do it. No, we don't want Sebastian angry when he gets here. Har makes people mad. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. He's an instigator, man. But that's going to be the real going away party, whether Mark wants it or not. And that's how you know you've made your mark after 20 years in a building. Your going away party is, uh, you want to go to this? Because if you don't, we're still doing it. <laughs> With or without you, we're, we're, without you, we're going to that. And that is your going away party, if you're there or not. we got banners that say goodbye, Mark. All that. If he doesn't go, I don't care. We're there for ourselves. It's great. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Tomorrow, Sebastian, we're going to have him in the room. Skid Row lead singer Sebastian Bach. Who I have to tell, and I don't even know if you guys know this, if it weren't for Sebastian. Well, he was crucially responsible for the first time I ever smelled the air down there. Ooh. Nice. That's right. My first swipe of the old envelope. Close this up. <laughs> was because of Sebastian. Sebastian Bach and Skid Row. I remember you. No, I was bonded. I, I bonded at a at a concert with a girl. Hmm. I went up driving out to her place, and I was going to say, "Thank God it happened somewhere else, not at the concert." I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't do it for more than just a. And I was out of Dodge. Was and that the I, one we saw the photo? 
Uh, yeah, she's in the picture. Week. Yeah. yeah, nothing happened. Right, because I made her do things to. I had no. I had no idea what to do. She actually said the words to me. She, we were making out, and she goes, "I can do a lot more with my mouth." I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "There's, there's," and she started to like suck on my neck. You speak different languages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You're multilingual. What? <laughs> cool. And she, and she started to like suck on my neck and stuff. And then she goes, and there's other parts of your body that I'm, I'll suck. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Yeah, where do you want me to do that? And I, and I said my arm and my armpit. And she did it. <laughs> and I thought she was a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to know, like the only thing I'm curious about is what her story is. Like, I think I know that guy. He made me suck his <laughs> armpit in a park once. <laughs> if she remembers my name at all, and she has to because of the song, I remember you. I made her suck my armpit on a. Then we oh. went back to their house. She took her pants off, and your old spice. I knew what really I was supposed. I knew what I was supposed. I think I knew I was supposed to do something. Supposed, and she said, "Kiss it," and I kissed it. <laughs> That's as far as this went. So she got a mouthful oh. of speed stick, and that's about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know if it had held up. Ah. It was uh, like by man. It might have been like June because the top was off my Jeep, so it was probably summer or early or late spring. So I was not. I was gamey. There's no question. She gave it a run, <laughs> and then I played the same game with her. I'm like, "What do you want me to?" She goes, "You need to kiss it." I'm like, mm. "And you went down there. You butterfly <laughs> kissed her. I gave it. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I gave her an Eskimo kiss. I just Whoa. shoved my giant nose in there. She had like worry, nine orgasms. Don't worry about the conjunctivitis. <laughs> that thing's huge. That's my nose. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I just. Yeah, I, I literally remember the sound, like I was kissing my aunt goodbye. That was awesome. Never seen it before. Got eyeball to eyeball with the beast. The eye of Sauron stared back at me. Kiss it. What do we do now? (laughs) Kiss it like, you know, a real kiss. So I made out with it for like a second and a half. Nothing happened after. Scared to death of it. I looked at the Sarlacc. It looked back. Why don't you get back on that armpit? thing you were doing there trollop <laughs> ramp i thought she was the whore she was the nicest person in the world she just liked me and i was like Ugh. well i even knew back then why do you like me what's wrong this with is you? a mistake you're making you're making terrible life decisions right now ma'am she was hot though that picture you look back you're like oh i did all right i was not i'm in the photo also and armpit strange looking young man uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats over there? Bro? Wake up song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Christmas is about to hit, and uh, you might as well hook up the uh, skier, snowboarder, mountain biker, BMXer in your life. Action Ride Shop's got it all in stock and ready for you guys. ActionRideShop.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. Uh, simple tour on the list Slipknot, The Exploited, Snot, Drain, uh, Terror, One More Enemy for the Cardinals, uh, Parkway Drive, Motorhead, Volbeat. Skid Row making an appearance with the Youth Gone Wild. Uh, Static X, Gojira. Somebody has a question for Brady. Damn things. It's a good question, too. All right. How come Tornado Alley and the Bible Belt are the same place? That's an excellent point. Shouldn't that be like a place where you're safe from all that? God's wrath? I didn't know that. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, you're rolling right through the Bible Belt. Southern end, Tennessee, Kentucky, and all that. 
you know, get on the southern side, but those are Arkansas. I always thought, um, like, Oklahoma, is that part of the Bible? Oh, too? that's yeah. the, the heaven of uh, tornadoes. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, Oklahoma, you know, Arkansas, Bible Texas. Belt. Very religious area of the country. Just rolls right through. And then you get up in Illinois. That's why they stay there. Oh, it could They're, be. They have faith that God yeah. will rebuild their, their the cleansing. And, and if that happened, that was God's, that was God's right. will. God throws weather at them. Which and, I believe... And we must have done something to deserve I could this. argue that away by saying if God uses weather as uh, his punishment, yeah. how come there's places that don't have that problem? Like, wouldn't it be like... We're bad. Are they all good people there? We're bad, too, here yeah. in Phoenix. We never get that thrown at us. We never have like a half mile wide. Why don't we get weather punishments? Right. Some death storm that comes blowing through and knocking all our homes over. We just get a little warning with a haboob. Yeah, we don't have any bad stuff. Anyway. Good question. Alex, excellent thought. The place that probably thinks they're most protected is the one that runs that risk on a regular basis. Well, if you're looking at you know the, the faith side of it or religious, that's where they would turn to it most if you have the extreme. Well, of course. It's yeah. one of the best interviews Wolf it's, Blitzer it's ever did. It's big money. Wolf Blitzer was standing on rubble because he was seeking – because he's a God-fearing individual, that guy. Those news mm. people are always – they care the most about you when you have a tornado. He's in Oklahoma when that thing blew through a few years ago. Remember when uh, Matt Kemp said, I'll give $1,000 for every home run back to the folks at Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah. And he ended up hitting like 11 home runs. <laughs> for the, and he's like, at the end of the year – he was a, on a roll for a while. A, yeah, he was hitting some, but not. It wasn't not like it was when, a, when wasn't Matt Kemp numbers. Yeah. Donate <laughs> eleven thousand dollars eight months later was not. So he's uh, Wolf Blitzer standing on the rubble with some lady who just lost her house and her family, and uh, but they're all alive, and the, you know they've got some place to go. And Wolf Blitzer says to her, uh, and you can see his face because he's trying to get some tears. He's trying. She's just not breaking, and he goes, uh, "At a time like this, don't you just thank God that you're alive and that He protected you." She goes, I'm sorry, Wolf, I'm an atheist. And his face was like, I have nothing for you, Lad. How in the world can I elicit tears from some godless heathen that stands on rubble? I'm like, what are you? You're the one seeking out people that are distraught and trying to tell them, make them cry on TV. You're the devil. Ma'am, when did that happen? Well, when I lost my house. <laughs> right. Remember a few minutes ago when God <laughs> yeah. threw that fireball yeah. into my life? <laughs> Pretty much stopped you. having a whole load of faith right then and there. Watch my kid. I had to hold it by the leg while it floated away. You know, <laughs> I'm, was, I'm just left with a leg. Yeah, that was it. That was this is my kid right here. This is his femur. She's still holding it. some of the hip bone. So I think that might be a testicle. I don't know what the, the part hanging off. I don't know where the rest of them is. But yeah, Wolf. Yeah, I'm thrilled. God came into my life today. You know what would have been better? God diverted that off of my trailer. Would have been a nice little protective shield around my house. And I said, now I believe. No, I'm picking up and turned it to Oklahoma State. Boomer Shooters. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Blow up Oklahoma State. Boone Pickens and his goddamn money. <laughs> yeah, there's my baby over there, the dead one on the ground. What'd you ask me about God again? Aren't you happy you're alive? Yeah, I'm thrilled. I got a I got years of PTSD now. That's awesome. I'm an atheist wolf, and he was floored by it because he's in Oklahoma. The odds were with him. That that question was going to get her going. She was going to just open up like a fountain. Oh, Lord, it saved us. We're alive. We're alive. We're alive. Uh-uh. No, Joel Osteen and his summit down there in Houston, his God wasn't playing that game. No, we had a flood, and we can't let you in. 
But Same yeah, guy interviews lie. him again. Still a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a piece of <laughs> shit. You know that, right? He told a story about his mom again. Turnaround God, Brady. Sunday, he's talking about a turnaround God. My mother was diagnosed stage four cancer. And she is alive and kicking today because she believes more than anybody else. I'm sorry if you lost your mother. But evidently, your mother took it in the back door too often for God to save. I mean, that must be it. Your mom sucked one too many for God to save, and that's why her boobs fell off. My mama didn't. Blink once if you're a horrible person. I can't stop blinking because that's a sign of a solid liar. Someone who doesn't buy it, and then he started to come, my mother is alive. I'm like, you're just the worst. And at the end, a new book. Yes. <laughs> yeah. His mom wrote. And it's called My Natural <laughs> by Mrs. Joel Osteen. <laughs> I didn't have to have him lopped off or anything. It's my new book, Christmas with Ass Cancer. <laughs> but if you pray it away, you just... your mom would get that because she <laughs> many dudes. Not my mom. Yeah, anyway. He's always he's always about his mom making it longer than everybody else because he's a big – ugh, those people. Anyway, sorry about all the tornadoes. If you've got family back there, that's horrifying. Eleven states. they got 34 people. They're digging for bodies. They can't wait to send CNN over there and get people on top of the rubble Did to talk see about part it. part of the story where it said the tornado was on the ground for 227 miles? Miles, yeah. I can't even grasp it that. It started no. and went 227 miles Springs? without – Yeah. It went different states too. I mean, yeah, I, know. Yeah, I mean, it just oh, and, and it's all of them. just as wide as they get. Yeah, crazy. Southern Ohio. No, it just ate it up. Just, just Kentucky and some of that. You know, I wouldn't mind some of Cincinnati. At least warn the people first and just flatten that and start over because that place is a dump. Put spaghetti and chili together in the same plate. You weirdos. It's what's saving people right now. No, it's not. Yeah, if you consider that saving, I mean, uh, 680,000 people die every year from heart disease and 540,000 of them are in Cincinnati <laughs> for eating spaghetti chili with extra cheese. Stop touching cinnamon it, in there. Stop calling it chili. Yeah. There's cinnamon in it? Yeah, that's yeah there is. It's, oh, it's, a, it's what kids make. Ugh. Anyway, uh, what do you got over there? What do you want, Brett? Uh, you pick one. I, I'll go Terror Skid Row. What do you want? Oh, we're gonna we get to do Skid Row tomorrow. Okay, well, let's do Terror. One more enemy for the Cardinals. For the Cardinals tonight, right? One more enemy. That Drop one. that foe tonight. Monday Night Football, the national stage for your Arizona Cardinals. Looking to go eleven and two, be the first team to clinch a playoff spot. That's pretty good. Yeah. Right now, the way I'm looking at it, you got the Chiefs in the AFC playing the best football. Maybe the Bills. They're in danger of not making it. I know, but they're unpredictable. They lost Jeez. the game yesterday. That, they, that was crazy. And that's the only other team. I think the AFC is garbage, 100% top to bottom crap. Chiefs are the only team that's like got a viable shot at winning a game. Cardinals, Packers, Buccaneers, Rams, I guess, even though I don't think they're playing very well. There's three teams in the NFC that are going to mop up anybody coming out of the AFC. There's no one in the AFC worth a crap. This year is weird. The Steelers suck, What's the name and they of keep the mentioning them in the playoffs. I know, it's amazing. Get him out of there. I don't like, want that team. In the hunt. Play. Yeah, my team stinks. I don't want him in the hunt. Get out of the hunt. Stop hunting. No, I said hunt. That's how bad it is. Stop <laughs> playing around with that hunt. You kids leave that hunt alone. Bader said Skyline Chili's the greatest thing he's ever eaten. Oh, Look, God, who, that who said it? I know, I know. He's not selling it to that me. Makes you know? sense. <laughs> of course Bader said that. <laughs> Bader finds things on the floor and goes, that wasn't bad. That was pretty good. It's the first thing I've eaten today. 
if Vader is he's the Guy Fieri of food reviews, <laughs> I trust Vader's palate. Brilliant. No, you don't trust somebody too skinny with a food review. You don't trust somebody too fat with a food review. Trust people. It's, that- it's not. It's not the greatest thing you'll ever try. Skyline chili. Yeah. No, it's not something I'm going to try. You should try it. There's it's, cinnamon in there? No, it sounds terrible. It's not a thing you should try. No, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it, it isn't. Is. No. It's an accident. Cinnamon, spaghetti, and chili together. Ground beef. With a load of extra cheese. You could taper off the cheese yeah, if you want. Yeah. It's your choice. You wouldn't. There's not. levels of cheese. You wouldn't. Yeah. You're not going to taper off the cheese. You're doubling up. I've seen you at a Mongolian grill. And I was amazed. I the regular you go to Great American Ballpark, and Ugh. who's got the biggest line? Oh yeah, friggin' Skyline Chili. Yeah, Ugh. Ugh. Gold Star and Skyline battle. You get in with an Ohio person. You, you know how you get out of a, a talk to Ohio people. You just say Gold Gold Star or Skyline, and then you can walk away. Yeah, just drop that bomb and leave. So you don't want to talk to two people from Ohio. It's a half hour time. debate. Yeah. Oh, it's what's it's Gold a, Star? So the other it's another oh. abomination. Yeah. yeah. It's another <laughs> child's recipe come to life with gigantic heart. People it's like don't care that's about their of Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's the worst people that don't care about their uh, entire uh, heart set up in their bodies. I'll kill it. I'll try as hard as I can to do it. My child made this. You should be offended because they put it on spaghetti. Yeah, I know yeah. I am, but I this is the first time hearing of this. Yeah. It sounds terrible. It's just not enough to have just. You know how you know it's bad? Mashed it's together. Nowhere else. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's all, of, that's all of Ohio, though. Brady knows that yeah. by now. We've taught him that. No, we've shared some stuff in Ohio. Like what? Wendy's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's right. Dave that Thomas was good. <laughs> invented the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> it's square, though, because they can't do anything the same. That is a very yeah. Ohio thing. You're yeah. Right. It's the beggar's night of burgers. <laughs> Go out the day before Halloween and beg for candy because the rest of the country's doing it on a normal night. Drives me nuts, that place. Oh my gosh. Shut the front door. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric's Family BBQ.com.